I'm Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps Podcast. In this episode, hosts Casey Seymour and Aaron Fintel of Moving Iron LLC talk about the used equipment market and how auctions are impacting it. This episode of the Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps Podcast is brought to you courtesy of the Dealership Mind Summit. Let's jump in as Casey and Aaron discuss the slowdown in the ag equipment marketplace coming off a strong first half of 2023. They also talk about the auction market and how auctions are going to impact used equipment valuations come this fall. So how you been, buddy? Slinging iron, rolling hay. That is literally every minute of the day. One of those two. That's uh, that's good. You been good? Yeah. Probably should have different hobbies, but been good. Can't yeah. complain. A lot of people say that about me too. Living in a swamp. It is. It's. I tell you what. There was a fun fact. Uh, the month of June, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, was the wettest place in the country. Yeah, that we're they're like Scott. I heard that on the radio. They're like five inches or seven inches ahead yeah. for the year. Which, when you get five to seven inches, you know that's a start. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's been a uh, unusually wet year. I don't know that it's ever been cool. Been like this, like I mean, it's been wet and cool, but not like this. That I've, since I've been out here, anyway. No, uh, 19 was kind of similar to this. And I want to say, was it 17, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. 15, 16, maybe. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's not very common. Been very consistently wet. Yes. We went from maroon on the drought monitor yeah. to dark blue on the root zone monitor. Yeah. Right. So it's been a unusually wet year. We've had plenty of moisture. We don't really have the heat to come along with that, but we've gotten about everything else. Crops look good. We got grass as tall as I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, and, and usually by now, even when it's wet, it's turning brown and it's not. I swapped grass hay uh-huh. that touched the push bar on the front of the head. Look at that. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> Considering what it was. It wasn't Yeah. So it, it's it's been a crazy year. And I think we can say that we start looking at what's going on in the equipment side of the business. It has been a crazy year for sure. So if you, if you take a look back kind of. Go you know, rewind the tape here a little bit. Go back to 22. Um, everything was kind of rolling through there when you saw uh, stuff not showing up when it should and, you know, user equipment crunches and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, a lot of on-farm income that got um, kind of deferred to 23. So that first quarter of 23. First half of the year of 23 has been really very strong when you look at equipment sales across the board. Um, but it kind of feels like to me, we are seeing a uh, slowdown is not the right word to use, but it's just a little more caution in the market than we've seen. You, you have to, if you are in the business of selling farm equipment now, you have to sell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Guys right. are still buying stuff. Yeah. The equipment's still moving. You just can't say, right. hi, here's a tractor. Oh, here, got a pen. Yeah. And I think it, it takes a little selling now. Yeah. So when you have, uh, and I think some of that pressure that we're feeling about the slowdown in the marketplace is that just what you just said. I mean, we've had conversations with guys about what's going on in their marketplace and those kind of things. They've, they're, is their, the response to me has been, 
But I think we're getting a few tractors on the market. You know, we got we're starting to see tractors pile up. Like, oh, really? How long have you had them? Well, we've had these for like thirty days. Right. Well, come on, man. I mean, up until two years ago, I mean, if we had a tractor for for three or four months, it was that was pretty yep. common. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not a big deal. Even up to six months. I mean, yeah, I was going to say you know, six months. Don't now, even think about moving a tractor yet. So, so there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of that readjusting back to what normal is now, and and you know, I've I've kind of taken a look at that, and it's just the things that we see happening now aren't. Oh my God, the sky's falling! It's oh my God, things are back to normal. Yeah, and so, and I would say from where normal started. Mm-hmm before the ramp up we're still way better than normal oh sure but it it just takes it takes a little effort now yeah and the other thing from from the dealer standpoint yeah it would be great that we have no inventory let's keep it clean let's keep banging stuff out and just run lean and mean and as healthy as can all be and that's a beautiful idea but the reality is everything else just slows down so much. You can't keep that going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can, but it would take everybody 24 seven doing that to even have a shot. Sure. Sure. So I think when you're looking at now, it'd be a good, uh, it would be from a dealer standpoint, it'd be a great time to readjust what your levels are, mm-hmm. your tolerance level, sure. if you will. Yeah. But it's not just a, Oh, it's all gone. Yeah. Well, I also think too, you got to take a hard look at at um this is real life. It's not Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take a hard look at where you're at and look at the the number of dollars comparing dollars to past I mean, that's just you gotta take that out of the mix. No, the dollars thing is yeah. that flew the coop halfway through yeah. last year because yeah, everything is so crazy <laughs> high. Yeah. Yeah, start looking at units. And I think if you go back and look at units where you're at now, where you're pacing at, go back and look at some previous years and see what you're, what you're pacing, what where you're kind of matching up to and start looking at demand because demand has changed dramatically. And it's not like um we've talked about on here before, you know, the 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 the, the strands of buyers and what those look like. Right. And and where that that's those stratospheres are and, and how those things stack up. And the the one thing I will say about <clears throat> more than anything. Is how hard and fast those buying groups are right now. I mean, if you take a look at where they're at, um, they're they're not a bunch of people jumping from, uh, you know, like a, a ninety-seven seventy and going out and buying a brand new, you know, seven S seven seventy, right? You don't see right. That. And I can pass booms where you saw that kind of stuff happen, primarily because of cost and what that looks like. It's like your twenty-five hundred hour tractor buyer. He ordered that one new one, right? And now he's back to the twenty-five hundred hour tractor, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've got and that purely. That's purely due to interest more than machine price. Yeah, that's that's. that's yeah. Everybody knows that the the new or the one year old stuff is pretty girthy on the price scale. Yeah, but that is not usually a deterrent at all compared to what interest rates are right and and that like you know nobody's paying 15 percent, okay or shouldn't be <laughs> if you know you, you can run you can run paper on machinery under seven percent sure that's not that damn bad 
but when you're coming from one, it's it's a lot, you know. And and that's what I think something else we're facing. We had such cheap interest for so damn long that that was just instantly carved in stone with everybody. And that's where we're at. So now that we're in, yeah, it's a little heavy, but it's not it's not crazy by any stretch. It just it's a lot of breaks. So if you go back to 2006 and look at interest rates, then they were five and a half to six right. percent. Right. But you're also buying a brand new combine for $180,000. Or 250. Right. Right. So now you're buying that same combine at six and a half percent interest. Another percent higher and twice the price. No big deal. So, <laughs> so it does, it does make, but if you look at the grand scheme of things on a microcosm, what has the average farm yield done in those 17 years? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, it's economics of scale. I granted there's no way that farm bumped that much, but things change because things change. Well, sure. Sure. What's your, what's your $225,000 trade difference or whatever it is that you, um, the last time they bought one might have said whatever, $225,000 trade difference. Um, today they're buying that same machine with $225,000 trade difference, but it's got two or three times as many hours as what it did. Right. And so that's, that's the thing I think you're looking at. And I think another thing too, if you're looking at the market where that and how that plays together is. Or quite simply that 225 is 350. Yeah, pretty much. And the other side of that, too, is you start looking at buying activity that you see happening now. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to what you saw in 17, 18, 19, where a certain stratus of, of equipment was started showing up as being a very popular machine to sell, like the 3,500-hour tractor right. or the... Um, 800 to 1,000 hour combine or the, you know, because a lot of that had to do with my, I got this much equity in the one I'm trading in. I got this much cash and the banks, that's what they're going to let me do. Right. Right. And so I can go in and, and do that and they're going to finance this amount and away we go. And that machine fits that thing. You start to see more and more of that pop up. Yeah. So when I'm saying that the market's going back to more of a quote unquote normal feel that those are the things you see in a normal marketplace. It's not all rushed to one side or all rushed to the other side. It's there's a little bit of everything going on. Those things churning. These guys are just aren't like coming in and saying, okay, I'll take it. They're like, oh, let me think about this one. Right. Minute, you know, I mean, there's a lot more. I don't know how to word that. More thorough. Yeah thought processes yeah. involved than just here sign this and that's a normal market yeah absolutely that's, that's a normal market so absolutely so we, we ventured back into that now all that being said i think it's worthwhile for us to talk about the auction market today because we're this today is what july seven, 7th? seven, seven. seven, seven. 23 so we're close you know what i mean close to seven eight twenty three yeah the seven seven twenty five, then you get seven seven plus two plus five is seven. So oh, you see where I'm going with that? Neat, nice save. Anyway, if you had if you had that kind of squared away, and you were thinking about what was going on with the upcoming auction marketplace, to me, I, I have we've talked about how we would see this coming, and there's going to be some opportunities to to really do some things. Um, the amount of stuff heading to auction right now 
every week is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's not just combines. It's not just, it's everything, man. Right. It's eight hours. It's, it's high horsepower row crop tractors, four wheel drive sprayers of all things, sprayers. I've seen sprayers on the market and there's like four sprayers that'll be had in, in the United States. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, and why are you putting that on an auction? Right. Well, open, you know, <clears throat> that could be, here it is. I'll have every, turn everybody loose on it and see, maybe that's the strategy because that does happen. It, it does, but still, I just, uh, what? You're not in control. Yeah. yeah, you just, you have, you're kind of throwing, throwing the dice out there and hoping that you get sevens. Right. And you might get four. Right. <laughs> so I think if you take a look at what's going I have this 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 like pit in my stomach right now that as I look at auction start to come in and where the values are trickling into and what's that look like and how those things are coming to play. Um <clears throat> that we are headed for a rough fall. Uh, as far as, as values go, and I think if if you're going to start seeing a deterioration in value, because we're seeing some deterioration in value right now, but it's not like, oh crap, combines lost twenty five percent last month. No, no, it's you know everything across the board settling in plus or minus a few thousand dollars. Right, you know what I mean. As far as the average price goes, and again, auction values aren't like they're no not month you lose. 30 grand on whatever like you saw that that month it's again it's it's a few percentage points here and there and it's not a big deal we'll get back to the discussion in a moment but first i wanted to thank our sponsor the dealership mind summit the dealership mind summit returns august 1st and 2nd in bloomington illinois with a focus on sales management to download the program and register visit dealershipmindsummit.com now back to casey I think as we head into the typical fall auction cycle, we are going to see a significant um, uh, amount of machines get put on to on the marketplace, and you're going to see something happen, right? With market, I mean, what's your feeling on that? Well, you know, we've we've talked a lot about <laughs> when this does fall. It's going to be. As painful as 14, but completely different because in the, in the 14 fall, it was 11 billion things we got to move. Now it's 10, but $11 billion at, at stake. So there's far less machines to move machine population wise, but there, the losses per machine could be far greater. Now, the other thing involving that is as um, we also don't have, with that machine population, we didn't have three customer segments all jump to one. Sure. Like we did in 10 through 12. Yeah, true. You know, the old 9600 traded on a new 9770. We didn't deal with that this time. Right. So that is a big benefit, keeping the machine population down. But there are some machines out there that are going to be just absolutely gross when it hits the chopping block. Mm -hmm. 
I personally think maybe we're a little further away from that than you do, but you're looking, we're looking from two different things. You, you can, you put the canary in the coal mine. I'm the first one that sees it dead. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's coming and then it's like, oh shit. Okay. Rewind real quick. Yeah. Punt on. (laughs) Pivot. I think that what I'm most concerned about is that one segment is going to jack it up for everything else. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. And and that's exactly, well, if, and this is just kind of my one-minute take on it in, in review. That's what happened in with the 14 stuff combines and planners drug everything else way 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 down yeah i think this time you're gonna see even tractors and i think you're gonna see that this time for sure just like you're saying just because you have such substantial dollars involved in everything right that it there's no choice but it's gonna pull those 22 23 24 tractors down with everything else Warranted or not, right? That's just that's the market. Yeah. So when I'm looking at the sell bills as they come through, one thing we saw the last time something like this happened was that it was very heavy combines and planners. Right. We're not going to see that this year. No. Or this time around, you're going to see um, you're going to see uh, very much a pattern of a little bit of everything. Yeah. And there might be more of one thing than another, but it's going to be, it's not going to be heavily dominated by combines or planners, or it's just going to be few of this, few of that. And this is going to be a right. And that's, and that's not to say there won't be, it won't be combine heavy, but it won't be a glut. And you know, there combines and auctions are always going to be a thing because they're a hell of a lot of dollars sitting there for as far as the dealer's concerned. 10 months out of the year. Yeah. So the dealer side of it is always going to be lumping them off at auction all the time. But to your point, it's going to be a more even mix and we just don't have the machines. You know, the other thing too, that I think is going to be different about this time that, and it's going to cause, it's going to be, you know, people like us that watch and pay attention to it and see it happen is that, if you're a spectator of auctions and you're watching auctions, what's the one thing that that's not as big of a deal as it used to be when in the auction world? The big one day we're going to sell off $12 million worth of shit in one day. Oh, right. Right. right, right. <laughs> so now you can be a, you can be a dealer now and say, I want to get rid of 25 combines, for example, or whatever. And you can get with these online uh, auction companies and you can sell, you know, three combines a week at every one of these sales for two months and sell 25 combines. And if you don't know any better, you just think that they just got three combines or so. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So you're going to see, I think that's going to play a psychological game with people that. Oh, absolutely. Cause now they're going to see, Oh, did you see those 25 combines sell or wherever? I mean, can you remember how we used to do that? We used to get all excited. We'd be like, Oh, we're going to fly out and watch that one. You right. Know? Well, now you don't, you don't have that. That spectacle anymore. You know? I know. And that's a shame. 
it is i miss the donkey pony show it is and it isn't you know because now if you just if i'm a guy buying a combine yeah i might be keeping track of how many combines come up for sale right and you keeping track of values and those kind of things but the psychological effect of watching 25 combines sell and then after that sell's done in your head you're like that combine over there is worth this much money now yeah exactly watching three sell yeah next one i mean you know whatever it's just you don't have that psychological disadvantage i guess uh, uh, that we're going to see now as the seller as a seller. yeah disadvantage yeah. of the seller yeah. yeah yeah or as the buyer you know to to your point you got to watch five different auctions yeah. instead of so oh yeah. i can go to that one that day and see 55 class eight combine sell sure yeah now it's oh i gotta watch this auction this day that auction that day and and that makes it you know like you were saying the the psychology of it it unless that guy is super dialed in on all of that it takes away the well they sold 10 of them yesterday and they brought this they sold yeah. one and it brought this yeah, yeah. So I think but then the next day they sold one over there and it brought that. And then the next day they sold one over there and it brought that. Yeah. Who, you know, who's watching that close enough? Yeah. And it also might have an effect on pricing to where we don't see a, a huge just fall off the cliff in the pricing because that's not fresh in anyone's mind when they go to the next sale. Right. And I don't think... I was going to say something. I changed my mind on that. I don't. From yeah, from the buyer standpoint, from the seller standpoint, you're you're going to see, and this is the angle I thought you were going with it. I don't think you're going to see the cliff just because of there's so many dollars involved, and I think the potential losses per item, like I mentioned before are going to be a big, big, basically foot right in the brake all the way downhill. You know what I mean? Well, that, that does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, the scenario that, that you're laying out there to me, it allows to see more consistency in auction values, you know, sell over sell. It's a zero entry pool, not a jump in the 10 foot. Right. Right. I just think, because if you saw, if you watch 10, okay, so yeah, say you have 10 machines, right? You got 10 machines that sell and you're going through, I mean, everybody's got an online auction now. Right. I mean, freaking everybody knows. Everyone's got an online auction. And if you watch those on, if you watch a sell and you see 10 machines sell in one day and, but 10 machines sold, but you, you're watching two of those 10 sell, right? Right. So you see them sell for whatever, $200,000 or whatever the number is, right? And the next time the one comes around, your mind, well, that's this is worth two hundred thousand dollars. Right. You don't know what the other eight did. The other eight might be sold for an average of one eighty, but you saw those two sell or two seventy five. Right. So the consistency in, in sell over sell might actually be tighter. Yeah, because there's not again that whole like, oh man, we had two auctions. Because remember, we'd see those, you'd see that happen. There'd be one sell would bring it half whatever ten or fifteen on then. Two weeks later, there'd be another one that had 10 or 15 on it. And then three weeks later, there'd be one with like 25. Yeah. And so you had, you, you watched. And you want to be first or last. Right. Not in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so you watch, you watch 
<laughs> watched 45 or 50 combines sell in one month, all of which were big chunks. Right. You can still watch the same 45 or 50 combines sell in now, but it's an, it's one hitters. Right. Or two hitters in the same cell all the way through. And I think that is where there's an opportunity that the way the auction market's setting up, unless you subscribe to something that's going to give you cumulative data of all the auctions that happen, it's going to be hard for you to sit there and say, I know what the auction value for a combine is. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of free online places out there that you can go find those things. You can find that data. Right. But it's not. Well, and but they don't, everyone doesn't get everyone's stuff. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Machinery Peak does a good job with that. Tractor Zoom does a good job with that. But you start looking at some of the other ones that are out there, they don't have, they're not getting, you know, 1,500 auction companies sending them stuff. No, exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's, that's the, that's the thing there. So, if you don't have access to that stuff, then you don't you don't really know. Right. So when you watch one or two sell in your mind, this is what the market is. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense. Instead of I watched 15 sell today and they they started out yeah. of right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, that might that might have a completely different look and feel than what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you're exactly right. I think it will be that way, but it it'll be interesting to see where where we to use a a term you haven't used in a couple of years where the soft bottom will be as we get late summer, early fall. In you know, if guys are liquidating in season, you know, preseason, that kind of thing, it'll be interesting to see how far off that soft bottom is from say 12 months prior, which will be a huge, huge gap. Yeah, and then how far is soft bottom from well, anybody will give us a check at this number, right. Yep. And the other side of that too is Is it gonna be a marshmallow bottom or a wet clay? Like it's firm, but it's very, still soft. Very slippery. Yeah. I think um I'm looking at that too from it'd be interesting to see how many guys are are done at the end of 23. Yeah. How many guys how many retirement cells you're gonna see? Because you know, they hit their lick now twice. And this is the now, they're, now they're going to punch out. They're going to, yeah. So I think some of the guys that were not quite ready to retire in, in well, yeah, okay. Put that in correlation with the average age of the farmer, sure, right? 65 to 70, probably. Boatload of boomers in there. So that guy was in his 50s yeah. the last time he hit a lick. And then uh, we went through the shit, and then oh, one more good one. Now I'm done. Mm -hmm. I think I think it'll be, for lack of a better word, a cleanup of the rest. I think you're probably right. You had the early look at it this way: in the the 14 through 17 auction cycle, mm -hmm. you had the early boomers, right? Now in the 23 through 
26 whatever auction cycle you're going to have the rest of them yeah so i think that's going to be interesting to watch how many how many consignment cells there are or retirement cells are out there you know how we start seeing coming up so in into 23 early 24. yeah that'll be, that'll be play a big part as well so i never really gave that much thought about the auction thing till we started talking about it it was kind of thinking in my head because we're not gonna you know so i've kept saying like someone somewhere is going to dump 25 combines on one day and it's going to be right combine market is going to go out but i think because <laughs> of the potential losses nobody's going to do that well i th well if they do decide to do that they'll still sell their 25 combines but it'll be over two months yeah and it will be and scattered and scattered and it'll just be kind of well just look, look at it this way everybody's kind of doing their own auction data <laughs> management practice you know sure. experiment there yeah that'll be interesting that's going to be interesting to watch how that plays out because that'll give uh that's a new dynamic that we've not seen before right online auctions are anything new but that's kind of your choice now it's yeah i mean there's we're all yeah Stephis and those guys out there they're still doing the online live auction thing but it's it's rare yeah it's just not as even you know, even your smaller town guys are pretty much online it yeah. worked and it's way less cost for them so and the, the buyer wants that now the buyer wants to go and have his hot dog and a pepsi and talk to the neighbors and all that man not, we need we need the dog and pony show not the guy in georgia the problem with online auctions is and sell it's, it in Nebraska. It, it is, it's too damn easy to sit at your laptop in your office and buy shit all day. That's the problem with online auctions. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, we got to go pick all that up. Yeah. Dang. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about trucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, trucking. Forgot about that. All right, man. All right, good place to stop. Any last thoughts you want to throw out there before you close it down not that i can really think of i mean it's stuff's clicking and guys are looking reach out man thanks to casey and aaron for sharing their conversation with us you can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters visit www.farm-equipment.com for casey as well as our entire staff here at farm equipment i'm kim schmidt thanks for listening <laughs>